yes. Uh, we started. Oh, no, I'm nervous. Uh, I forgot my intro to my own podcast. You're nervous? I'm always nervous. We're not, we haven't done anything yet. What's my podcast? <laughs> Welcome to the hey, hey, community hey. service with Craig Conant. I I'm Zane this. Helberg, your host with our guest, Craig Conant. Uh, yeah, we could um, probably leave all that in. It's kind of funny. Anyways, welcome to Community Service with Craig Conant. I got my man uh, Zane Helberg here, right here. I love this dude. He's a big fart ass. And uh, I got my buddy Chris Lundgren here. He doesn't have a mic, but you can say hello. Hello. That's all he gets. Stay over there, producer man. Hey, how are you, Zane? <laughs> hey, buddy. How you doing? It's good uh, to be here. Yeah. Zane is a sober Sally like myself, and uh, I always call I call it the rehab racket, and it's not that at all, but I do many, many, many rehab shows with this fine fella, and we're of service, and we help these losers. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can't say that. You can say that. It's just, well, yeah, we were there once, too. No, we help these people at, 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 a, at, at a bad time, and they're detoxing. And whatnot, and uh, you know, want to plug your shit? Go for it. We'll get seven listeners. Oh, plug on in, there. plug in right at the top. No, or I just sure. tell. I just meant Let's maybe not it. your album, but uh, well, we'll we know we can that. plug. Yeah, we can plug the the There's laugh really, to live right yeah. at the top. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what we do. We we do stand up in rehabs for losers who can't stop shooting heroin in their neck. But you know what they love? They love to hear jokes. They do. That's right. I love those shows. By the way, those are my people. I love a good junkie. Yeah, those shows are either great and filled with people who are uh, ready to listen to literally anything. You can't, you cannot offend these people, or they are the most sensitive, most difficult crowds. Yeah, it's nothing in between. It's either one or the other. Yeah, yeah, that is an odd uh, dynamic. There, it is literally. I could talk about getting my dick hole bored out by a dick doctor and they're like more drill his drill yeah and uh or they're like get out of here i yeah it's uh it's unreal it is it is absolutely what you just said it is the best it is like deaf comedy jam they are stomping the floor fucking arsenio hall or uh there is a lady passing out drooling chocolate on her tummy because she's on methadone and i'm about to like address it and i'm just like yeah maybe i'll just leave you alone on that one there you gotta those are you gotta rough when when you're in a room with four people who are detoxing and on those are not fun detox pills yeah no they're so fun and then and then they're leaning over and they're drooling and and you're giving them both barrels, giving them the full act. And uh, when a punchline makes them like kind of shake a little bit and breathe like, huh. yeah, it's like getting a big laugh out of them. You know, their brain is registering something that they thought was funny, but their body can't react to it. I feel like we're being uh, too fucked up to these people. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. But at the same time, uh, what we say and what we do are different because we are there for little to no money at all to be there for them. So just remember that. You junkies. No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, did you ever notice that after uh, I did that show for you where that lady was passed out drilling (laughs) chocolate on her tummy, I never came back? 
<laughs> yeah. That was the last time. Did I notice? No, I noticed that I'd ask you, like, hey, you want to go to the hospital? You're like, no, I have another thing. I have, I, I have to stare at my wall for four hours. But I do all the ones on the road. Yeah, for- come back, you pussy. That one traumatized me. That lady was just fucking heaved over drooling chocolate. Dude, but there's something to be said. Like, if you can stand up there, there's been nights when I stand up there, I do my full act, 45 minutes to, like, three dudes that are, like, literally drooling in their in their gowns and just giving it to them, just bombing for 45 minutes straight at just at them. And you watch them, you, you watch them, uh, their body, like, shifts a little bit, and that's a laugh. You know what? Uh, I I I get shows, so I, I that sounds so cocky. Humble yourself, you little bitch. I'm just saying, if if I have no shows, I will be there in a heartbeat. I know, but I, I know. get shows, and like if I have stage time, I don't need that, and I don't want to put myself through that emotional roller coaster. No, dude. It, as often as I can, I let someone else run that show. That will show that 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 thing that group that show, that whatever detox, you, that detox facility, show? facility show hey, for another show drooling vampires here you go yeah i skip it as often as i can but that's like that place helped me uh develop you know yeah absolutely way. no i love i love these rehab shows because i mean remember that huntington beach run we did three shows we did what 55 minutes of stage time by 3 p.m oh yeah that's fucking fantastic oh yeah that's good great. grief that's a good one. I got my fix for the fucking couple of days there. For those of you who don't know, stand-up comedians are microphone fiends, and we have to talk into a microphone. Even if it's in someone's studio apartment in their living room yeah, at true. noon on a Wednesday. It is a nice studio. I have wood furniture. Um, no kitchen. It is a nice studio. It is. No, I, wait till you see the dishes in my bathtub. <laughs> 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 How you liking that coffee, Chris? You like the mug? I washed it. The same place I washed my asshole. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. You wash I your dishes where joke. you wash your asshole. I know. That's the truth. That is the truth. It's not a joke nor a punchline, but I think it's all of it. It is a joke and a punchline and the truth. I wash my dishes where I wash my assholes. Oh, what? Bon appetit. <laughs> bon appetit, motherfuckers. Hey, um, that sounds like it could be a country song or just maybe a, a like, song. I wash my dishes where I wash my food. Like no. That, like Bon Appetit? That sounds more like just my comedy album title. <laughs> I wash my dishes where I wash my assholes. Ha-ha. <laughs> where are we going with this? This is off the rails. Well, at this point in the podcast, maybe uh, we should get on the rails. I usually run out of steam about 12 minutes into my podcast. I'm good. What can I say? Uh, I wish the podcast could see awkward silences. Ah, shit. Silences and stares. I get stuck on words sometimes. It happens in my act. And it's either funny or they go, oh, I think there's something wrong with him. And that's the latter is not so good. Mm-hmm. I'm not awkward. You're awkward. No. This feels awkward to you. Not at all. Does this feel awkward to you, Chris? For yeah. for seven seconds, maybe. Just when I go in my head going, hmm, what do I talk about? I don't think there's enough silence in podcasts. Sometimes there should be some downtime. 
Uh, ouch. Um, no, it's radio. There's silence. It's, that doesn't make sense. Maybe a brief moment. Can I get a motherfucking moment of silence for the small chronic break? Yeah. That's Snoop. Snoop Dogg. And if you don't know that, do your fucking homework, you pussies. That's doggy style. That's quite possibly. Oh, that could be a trope of your podcast. You just call the audience pussies all the time. What's a trope? (laughs) (laughs) Like something that uh, occurs so often that people go would, would say like, when they think of your podcast, they would go, "Oh, the guy, the guy who calls us pussies all the time." Yeah, but you know, when they when you think of uh, a trope, is something that like that all that like happens so often that other podcasts would then do it. Like you know, a theme song having a theme song is a trope of a podcast. Like I podcasts always have theme songs. When I was a kid, I used to win tropies. I bombed. I bombed. You bombed? You <laughs> right bombed now, that? <laughs> I, bombed. I thought I was going to get a laugh, and then you guys stared at me like I was an asshole. Um, we're going to edit that part out, Chris. <laughs> All right. Uh, and so this is Zane, and he, he is sober six years, and uh, he has many, many, many stories like me. Except uh, his are kind of violent, and you start to hate him afterwards. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mine are violent? No. What, what stories of mine are violent? I just remember you told me. I was like, because we have a similar past of just being dumb and drugged out and making bad decisions, like many, many of us on this planet Earth. And I was like, tell me a story. Come on. And you told me one. I was like, oh, my God. Like, you scare me. I think you just beat well, do you remember a guy or something. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, I have, look, a, I have, st- I do have stories of getting in a lot of violent fights. What, what I want to, but hear, that's not fun. That's not fun at all. No, thank you. See, all my story of violent fights is where I get knocked out, so it's kind of funny. Oh no, I no. The last story I told you was a story of me getting the shit beat out of me. But I want to hear about the skate park, you little crackhead. You want to hear about the skate park? Yeah. I mean, when I was nineteen, me and my. Uh, Oh, I moved out to to California in 2003, and I... Wait, let me set this up for you real quick. Zane used to be a real big cokehead. Big, big, big old booger sugar nose motherfucking cokehead. I, I, was, I did everything, though. I, had, I, I know. Used, I, 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 I loved to crush things and snort them, so I would snort ecstasy. I would snort I depression would pills, Zoloft. I never had... I had the best trip on Zoloft. The best thing... I, it was the best thing you could ever do. I crushed a Zoloft. I snorted half of it with a buddy of mine. I thought my face was going to be on fire. And 45 minutes later, I went, I fucking skyrocketed into a field. These little French boys were, took, took me on a tour of France. Four hours I was hallucinating. I was in, I was uh, prancing through a field in Paris with some little French boys. And I mean, I was also, I was a kid too. So that was, uh, it, it was not weird that I was prancing around the field with French boys, but. I was blacked out in this trip and I woke up and I sat in a hotel room until the morning time and I felt like I was flo- uh, rocking back and forth like I was on a pirate ship. Wow. I mean, I, I knew you could snort Ambien and, and Ritalin and Oxycontin. You can't snort Vicodin. It's a waste. It doesn't work. By the way, we're sober. Don't do drugs. 
Um, I feel like we're educating. No, well, do here. do drugs if it's not going to ruin your life. The only reason I stopped doing drugs is because it agree ruined with that my statement. life. Yeah. If you can, if you can try something and then sure. stop, snort Zoloft once. No, I don't agree with that. You don't agree with Stick that? Stick to the natural stuff. You know, have a nice psilocybin tea and uh, and uh, hallucinate and see some bunnies in the sky. I used to see uh, bunnies in the ceiling with my grandma, Kiki. Bunnies in the ceiling? Yeah, because uh, she saw them first, but I was a bad, I was a good bad grandson, and I used to help take care of her, and it's in my act, but I... Uh, she used to have liquid mor- morphine dilaudid, uh, uh, liquid Vicodin. She had all the liquid shit because she couldn't take pills. Oh, good grief. I'll take it on the rocks, oh, good, please. Good, good, I did. I would put uh, liquid uh, morphine, liquid Vicodin with 7-Up uh, and vodka. And just- oh, boy. Woo-hoo, baby. Oh, yeah. That put a little... Uh, you want to put, put a little stank in your tank? You, you put, put a, put a drop some morphine in your vodka. Yeah, you want to you want to get partying, bro? Let's yeah. put some morphine in our vodka and fight somebody. How Dude, about that, Chris? I used you to give get, a shit. I'm getting amped up. I used to get dope standing. You right know what? Now. Let's just fuck see. this podcast. Let's relapse, <laughs> motherfuckers. Yeah, you can't see me. Dude, I I'm, I'm getting get excited. So, I'm holding a pillow under my arm We're like a standing football. Up right now, dude. I used to drink so much morphine. And I used to get dope sick. Oh, my God. It put a little blockage in your urethra, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Um, no wonder my dick hole closed. Anyways, that's another story. Um, oh, okay. So no way. I never got to the bunnies because you've heard it in my act. But it used literally, I used to be, I used to spoon, give my grandma liquid morphine and be like, one for you. Then when she wasn't looking, I'd go, two for me. <laughs> and then we would just trip and I'd hold her hand and... Uh, she didn't speak English, and I don't speak much Spanish, so those are a language barrier. But I know one thing. We were both tripping balls and seeing stuff in the ceiling. And, uh, yeah, drugs, man. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, where were we going with this? Did you want to hear the story of... Uh, yes. Of... Of me, how, why I don't even know why I built a skate park in my apartment. Because you're coked up. I already know that. We were coked up. I know. Well, we came, like, what happened was I, I moved to California and I had this idea that I was going to, my only job would be a drug dealer. I was sold weed through high school and I was like, all right, that's pretty dope. And then I came to California and I was a good weed guy. I delivered it. I, you know, this was before. Uh, this was before there was actual weed delivery services. I, I delivered that shit right to your door. I rolled you a blunt. I was a very full service weed guy. And I you gave think you're you a the first one deal. to do that. Bro? I gave you a fucking deal. You think you're the first one to do that? Two for 30 at your door. Two for 30. Dude, two for 30 two at for your door. 30, two for day. 30. You know, want to know why? Because how about this? Two, two for 30. It sounds like a better deal for you, the customer. But in, in truth, it's by maybe point one or point two, a better deal for the dealer. Any more money amount is better for the dealer. We get that shit in bulk. We're anyway. fucking hustlers, baby. Uh, I, I didn't make. I, you couldn't make enough money selling weed. I used to get a pound of OG Kush for three Gs. That shit was fire. Whoa, used to kill it, son. You know when I moved to to California, I didn't have any hookups, so I was getting an. I had to get an ounce. For three hundred and ten dollars oh, from this guy named city. Freddy, I would hook up my boys for two fifty all day. Yeah, I know you would. Two forty. You're from here. Yeah, 
I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah, the Arizona pussy coming boy. In. Yeah, I, I didn't know anyone. The guy was screwing me. I was like, dude, come on, three hundred and ten bucks. He's like, I don't know who you are. I was like, oh god damn, it. god damn. So uh, a friend of a friend of a friend moved in with me. He was what's the answer, Chris? Friends with the Mexican cartel. So when you're That's friends with the Mexican <laughs> cartel, you stop selling weed and you move to cocaine. cocaine. Right, better deal. You get a little cocaine, you sell a little bit, you do a lot of it, you end up doing cocaine for, what's the answer, Chris? Two months in a row. Around the clock for two months in a row, I did cocaine in the winter of 2003 and 2004. I'm not condoning this, but by the end of it, we had built a fully functional skate park in my two-bedroom apartment. We stopped paying the rent, we were living by candlelight, but we were dropping in to a half pipe in my kitchen. It it felt like a good uh, trade-off. Are you sure that wasn't meth? That seems like a methy thing to do. We were do. just nuts. I mean, it wasn't the it wasn't like a super polished uh, half pipe, but what was what happened is that we would throw these uh, parties in my apartment and and by parties we would just start, start doing cocaine and then we'd invite people over and and as all good parties and start. Our balcony looked into the alley. So me and the guys we were uh, living with, we looked, we saw all this plywood. And, you know, being a, a kid who skateboarded, like, it's like you see plywood, you're like, let's build a ramp. Well, where are you going to build a ramp when you're doing a bunch of cocaine in your apartment? Well, you're going to build it in your apartment, obviously. So when you're building a, uh, you start building a ramp, it's like, well, where are we going to lean this thing up against? Well, the kitchen fit. You know, we it, it fit there. The ramp fit in the kitchen, and so we just kept building, and the, the plywood kept showing up. I don't know who was doing construction in this alley, or even if they were, were whether they were getting rid of the wood or buying the wood and, and trying to build something, but we kept picking the wood up from the alley, and all of a sudden, two months later, uh, we're getting evicted from our, our apartment, but we were doing some sick grabs, dude. Grabbing, we would drop in on, we would drop in from the ledge in the kitchen and get up... Go up to to the second part of the ramp. The open you- the freezer. Grab a burrito. Drop back down. Open up the burrito. Throw it in the microwave. Hit start. Go back I- down, and we'd be skate. You'd skate the ramp, and the goal would be to cook yourself dinner while skating at the same time. I personally imagine you grabbing like a teacup or something. <laughs> you're just like, Dink. yeah, yeah. You drop in, grab a teacup, and like you're sipping tea while you're doing uh, doing uh, in the kitchen aerials. It was the worst. We were the, literally the worst skateboarders of all time. This is why I uh, love the theme of my podcast, because you, uh, s- talking of these drugged out tales, you stir up memories that I forgot, you know, that, that are bar- buried or just drugged out, buried, not on purpose. Uh, but is this thing working like a fucking corn on the cob? Is this correct? Okay. We got these corn on the cob microphones. Dude, okay, so uh, as you know, I was a big, big druggie, and uh, we used to get cracked out and whatnot, and uh, me and my sisters rented, uh, we paid the mortgage on my mother's house, and we just, it was rent, you know, like, she moved out, and we took over the mortgage, and we lived there, three bedrooms, two sisters and me, everybody got a bedroom, we paid the mortgage, they kicked me out, because I was the degenerate druggie, and uh, was fighting, and fucking and all that shit all over that place and they're like get out i lasted a year with them as an adult paying rent and it wasn't because i didn't pay my rent it was because i was a degenerate anyways 
for other. So they kicked me out, but I, I still had a key and I was a party junkie kid and, and they went out to Hermosa beach and I knew they'd be gone till two, three in the morning partying. So me and my buddies went to their house in the garage because I still had my foosball table in their garage. And we just start getting coked up, taking rails, listening to Wu-Tang, enter the 36 chambers, because that's what the fuck you do when you're coked up. And then we're playing foosball. And, you know, when you're coked up, drinking and drugging, and you're in the garage playing foosball, time flies like that. So 9 to 2, we're there a long fucking time, sweating, just playing foosball, you know? And then they come home, they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? We're like, oh, shit. Like, we were supposed to be out by that time. So instead of calling it quits the night is over it's 2 a.m i had a pickup truck we're cracked out we put the foosball table in the back of my pickup truck tie it down with straps and everything drive to my buddy's house mike becker's in gardena he lives with his girl and his i think his girl's dad or his uncle or some shit there's just an older dude there and it's his place though it's like the old it's not the older dude's place they're being kind and took him in so uh we then put the foosball table in Mike's living room at like 3 a.m., taking rails of coke, drinking, still continuing the foosball game. And then that his girlfriend is like, you know, like, baby, can we not do this? And the, the dad or the uncle is like, uh, yeah, just trying to sleep here. And like it goes uh, from like fun wildness to like shut the fuck up i'll do whatever i want you know and we're just we're like well all right we're just gonna and then we just kept playing uh oh my god foosball till the sun came out that poor everybody my poor sisters and then uh instead of being like you know uh like maybe we should go we're just cracked out we're like yeah let's fuck them let's play foosball and we played foosball until literally we had blisters on our hands uh, that's, and that's, that's what narcotics will do to you. So, uh, blisters on your hands. You play foosball for six hours. You're going to get fucking blisters on your hands, bro. It's not a natural thing to do till the sun comes up. Yeah. 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 And, uh, see that, that story, your skate park story and that foosball story, uh, sounds insane. But when you're on cocaine or any, uh, speed upper whatsoever, you're like, Oh yeah, no that that makes sense. That that is a logical, rational thing to do. Oh, the party? No, it's not over. It's not over. Who who says it's over? My fucking narcotics says put the foosball table in the back of a pickup, drive to Gardena at two a.m. Well, completely shit faced, intoxicated. You know what I mean? This is Friday night. If a cop sees that, oh, they're moving a foosball table Friday at three a.m. This is odd behavior, and they just fucking pull me over and i'm just like i'm just chewing on my own fucking teeth you ever get coked out and go surfing no i lived we lived right next to the beach so like there was very often that it would be like like i don't know that's six in the morning and you're up you're like oh well the sun's coming up (sighs) oh Let's go get in the water. Holy shit. You want to talk about a shock to the system jumping in the Pacific Ocean when you're high on cocaine and you haven't slept in a day? Chris? We're shocking Chris over here. The <laughs> producer Chris, you know, he's... Scandalized. S- scandalized. Is that a word? I don't know. This this poor young man. Can you from this distance? Uh, yeah, not that well, but... Okay. Kind of good. As long as they could hear you. 
Chris is my good buddy. I love him, and I've known him for what eight years now. How long, how long ago have you been at Trader Joe's? Like eight, yeah. Yeah, I've known this fuckface for eight years. Oh God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, that wasn't. Uh, I was just a little bit. That was more me thinking about my time at Trader Joe's and how I'm free now. And I'm doing a podcast for zero dollars, and so is he. <laughs> Woo! We need to get some sponsors. Any CBD oil people that want to sponsor me, I'm all ears. It's anything that doesn't get you high. You think that CBD oil works? Fuck yeah. I love it. You do, you, you do it? I have had uh, sample products, and I feel it helps with anxiety and uh it does not get you high at all, and I like that because I don't want to get high anymore. I feel like all this podcast does is promote drug, but I want people to know I'm five years sober, Zane's six years sober, and get sober, motherfuckers. Unless it's not ruining your life. Stop telling them that. It's ruining your life. No, all you right. can't tell people to get sober because they're like, oh, fuck these guys. No, no I, You can't tell someone who's actually an addict to get sober. You tell them, hey, keep going. Go, go out there and, and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Go, go, keep, go keep on partying. another coke. If binger. it's working for Here. you, go ahead. Here's some plywood. Have at it, boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. If you're hey, here, fun, take my old foosball table. If you're not losing a job or cheating on your wife or or getting in fights, robbing houses or building uh, building outdoor facilities inside like you're good. You're good. If you're not whacking it in the bushes at Leisure Park. Like, I was the type of guy, I'd go to Vegas for a weekend, and I'd come home, I'd drink for like three days. I'd come home and be like, I'm not going to drink. I'm going to take a couple days off. Eight months later, I'd wake up and I hadn't stopped. That that's that's someone who needs to quit drinking. Is someone who goes home and says, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple days off," and then wakes up out of a blackout eight months later and goes, "Oh, maybe maybe I have a problem." You know that that guy should stop drinking. Maybe not the guy who's like doing coke. Okay, once a I year. agree with that. I mean, uh, definitely no to narcotics. Oh, they're the devil. Yeah, don't don't sh- don't don't do heroin. Oh, that's, that's a bad. Good one. Don't, do <laughs> don't do heroin or meth. Oh man, why you gotta go after the best one? Don't do heroin don't do or meth, crack. Coke, crack. Don't smoke. Know? Don't smoke crack unless it's being passed to you and you don't really know that it's crack. What about black tar heroin? You know, if you just want to check out and be numb, don't to the do world, black tar no, heroin. Do not don't do, do drugs. Don't uh, do hard drugs. Weed doesn't count. But also, weed will make you lazy and just not pursue your dreams, so it can ruin your life in that sense. But seriously, don't do heroin. Like, heroin's super bad for you. Cocaine is pretty bad for you. We Crack's were going pretty bad Where for we, you. We got off the rails. What were we talking about? What were we talking about? We were going somewhere, and then we got on this tangent, this bullshit tangent. Well, we were talking about my story, then your story. Producer, that's your job. Keep me on track, you fucking degenerate. You, know, you no. told your foosball. No, well, you, you buttoned the whole segment by going, and that's what narcotics will do to you. Oh, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, yep, that's it. Podcast over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got to pee. Can we, take a, can we take a break? Yeah, pause it. All right. Don't remember where we left off, but let's give a brief bio of. I I think that's what we're doing. I never got to finishing Chris. He's my good buddy. I worked with at Trader Joe's eight years. Um, I 
quit and resigned with grace and he's dying slow still working there no i'm just kidding uh and uh yeah i don't know tell us about oh it's a it's a wonderful place to work uh they're pretty forgiving you can do almost anything and get away with it there's bullshit how long you been working at trader joe's uh nine years total nine years total yeah so uh, one year in Minnesota and then eight years here at the store with Craig. I did 10.75, motherfuckers. <laughs> I, got, I got time. <laughs> I can still get out. Um, yeah, but Chris uh, witnessed many of my shenanigan and antics at Trader Joe's. And uh, I don't remember uh, a lot of them, but I filmed a lot of them too. But it was just quite a shit show. I was finally fired and set free. And it was truly the best thing that ever happened to me. And I have no bad blood towards them. And, uh, you know, if you want to fart on your boss, let it rip. Yeah, that's it. That's Chris's introductory. Solid Trader Joe's plug. They got good fucking snacks, man. Dude, I'm I was in there sh- last night. There to the day I die. That place is weird, though. Like, No, it's th- not. Th- Take it back. But their selection of items is quite peculiar. Yeah, they're a specialty store. They're not a traditional grocery store. Know where you're going. It's not Ralph's. It's so funny that like you start talking about Trader Joe's and Craig gets so defensive like he is Joe or some bullshit. That's right. Because people don't get Joe. You don't need... F- Why does the store need to have six different types of dried cherries? Because there's Bing. There's Montgomery. There's... Come on. I know there's dark there's and sweet, unsweetened, but why do you need to there's package sulfite, them? Like, there's sulfite. There's non-sorbate. I know that there's different types. I know. I, I listen. I ate an entire bag of chili mango last night. <laughs> I get it, but there isn't six types of chili on the chili mango. There's one chili mango. There should be one dried cherry, and and that would leave, you know what that would make room for dried I'm apricot done with or you. dried pineapple. <laughs> No, that they're in the they're in the cherry game. You got you got dried pineapples. Yeah. I couldn't find them. Have you had the Montgomery cherries? Whole nother level. I had so many different fucking dried cherries. This Much weekend. better than the dried Bing cherries. I've been trying all the tried the dried cherries. Remember those dried strawberries we had for a brief moment? Good grief, they're good. They're expensive. They're like six ninety nine, and they got discontinued. But I enjoyed them while it lasted. Look, I'm a recent Trader Joe's. Uh, convert like I would I would go to Whole Foods because it was the the grocery store on the corner I was I'm a guy I'm a, a, a shopper of convenience but I've been hanging out with my girl up in San Francisco and she's a big Trader Joe's advocate she'd love you you'd love her she likes plants you by the way this guy I don't know if you, you guys can't see this you can only hear about this but Craig has an amazing aloe it's flourishing out in his yeah, garden right now. I take care of my garden it's huge I take care of my garden. I take it's, you know, ah, uh, shit. So I've been going to Trader <laughs> Joe's where I shopped at Trader Joe's for groceries last night. It was fantastic. Trader Joe's has the best products for the best price, hands down. Did I? Ah, I'm having a real difficulty talking here. God damn it. Five years sober. It doesn't go away, everybody. It's in my act. It's on my T-shirt. I did too much, man. God damn it. But, uh. If you don't know about Trader Joe's, even though they fired me, go shop there. Delicious treats at a reasonable price. No uh, 
hormones, antibiotics, no uh, chemical warfare. Yeah, there's a lot of sodium in the frozen products, but that's because there's no fucking hydronacolin or whatever the fuck. You know, they uh, they put natural preservatives as opposed to chemical warfare preservatives. Now, is it a health food store? No. But Trader no. Joe's is the Scientology of grocery stores. No, like, it's it is not. Oh, look at you. Look at no, how, it's not. Look how defensive you get Shut up, over Zane. Trader Joe's. You love it so much. Ah. Trader Joe's could murder your family and no, you would still couldn't. talk nice about no, them. They I love fired my family. you. They, so what? I had it coming. Look at him. I had it coming. You're like a battered wife over here. <laughs> they love me. I was the one that was wrong. They beat me because I deserved it. I had it coming. You did not have it coming. You were such a great promotional tool for them, and you still are. You're, you're talking about Trader Joe's, and you were fired a month ago. I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> they, no, you gave your them. life to them, and they threw you out in the streets like you were a piece of garbage. What if I just like broke you, down and started crying? You're like right, you Zane. A, a used jazz apple. Two pounds, two ninety nine. That's what they said. That's what that's what they're you're I'm worth. One hundred and fifty pounds. Two ninety nine. That's what worth you're worth. A lot more them. than two ninety nine. I know that. Chris knows that, but does Trader Joe's know that? No, they don't. No, they don't. They don't, but and, and here's the thing. You're so loyal to them. I'm a loyal guy. I know. I have a lot of bad friends. I'm still friends you're with. You're a loyal friend. I hate them. You're a loyal <laughs> guy. You're you're such an amazing human being and they threw you out like the like the yesterday's trash. That's fine. I love the dumpster. But I've it is a good grocery store since I was a niño. I found some titty pics in a dumpster when I was 9 years old with Jose Abrego and every dumpster I've ever walked by I've always wondered what's in it. And sometimes I go dumpster diving and you find eyeglasses and food and whatnot. Well, this is getting weird. You went dumpster diving when you were nine and you found porn? I found... Uh, what were you doing in the dumpster in the first place? I'm a curious kid. I didn't have a cell phone back then. I was a man. You know, no one had a cell phone back then. I don't it know. It was 1993. I know. I just had to, you know... Uh, I just got into mischief and I just saw a dumpster and I saw stuff in there and I wanted to see what it was about. So I went in and I found a, a tit pick, a, 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 not like porn, just like a boyfriend like took photos of his girlfriend. I guess that's porn, but just, just two cheese. And then I, uh, me and my buddy were like, whoa, this is a jackpot. You know, you're nine years old. And so funny that somebody had to develop those photos at some point. Yeah. Some boyfriend brought a camera in. Yeah, Kodak was and big. And then had to then. make eye contact with the guy who was developing the photos. Like, yeah, you saw you saw pictures of my girlfriend's titties. You're handing them back to me. That's what that's what we're trading off right now. And uh I uh Yeah, I I I dumpsters make me curious. Could What's you imagine the uh like what went on in that guy's life that he was looking at those pictures of his girlfriend's titties and was like, fuck this and threw him in the dumpster. Like <laughs> what kind of broke fight? up? Yeah. They what kind of, up. I know they broke up. It's funny to think about. Yeah. Or you could just derail the bit, but whatever. It's, it's all good. It's your podcast. I'm sorry. 
community service derailing bits with Craig Conan. Hey, start a bit again. <laughs> Come on. No, I'm doing it. Start bit. a bit again. I'm doing it. I'm I, the, the the I was doing the. I guess the I bit. was halting it on accident right there. <laughs> <laughs> Need a wrench in your spokes? Call Craig Conan. <laughs> He's autistic. <laughs> He can't talk so good and doesn't know when a bit's going on. And we'll do you remember stop when you were when you found your neighbor's porn for the first time? Did you ever do that? Neighbor's porn. I was watching my neighbor's house. I was watching. They had farm animals. They had chickens and pigs. I rode their pig when they were away. I was supposed to be watching it. Their 4-H pig, and I rode their pig, and I and I curved its back, uh, and they got really upset. But the perk they paid me like twenty bucks to watch their animals for the weekend, and the perk was that I got to rifle through their entire home feverishly looking for the dad's porn. And you know what? I found it. VHSs, 50 of them. Under Why didn't you find your dad's porn? My dad didn't have porn. What is he, a fucking asshole? I found... Uh, My dad didn't have porn. Isn't that weird? That's really weird. Your dad didn't have porn? No, not that I ever found. Uh, my neighbor had a lot of porn, <laughs> but my dad didn't. Right. Why was it always the neighbor who had the porn? It was never like, I mean, of course, if you're, you're the neighbor, though, you definitely have neighbor vibes. Like you're you're like you definitely have a family that's like they're they're partying. There's there's like you look over the, the ledge and there's like a barbecue going on. It's like, why are there so many people in living in one space together? That's very neighbor vibes. So like people would go to your house and dig through your dad's shit and be like, holy shit. Can you believe Craig's dad has the porn? Can you believe Craig's dad has the weed? Like you're making me remember a story I don't want to remember <laughs> i uh i found my dad's porn at a very young age i don't know i must have been eight eight or nine uh and it was called fantasy cruise and then uh i was with my cousin and she was a year younger than me and uh you poor soul lisa i'm sorry i did this to you anyways i uh i you know, I VHS under the bed. That's you're that's taboo. You're not supposed to find this. Let's find out what's on it. Put it in, hit play, fucking fantasy cruise, porno, and I'll never forget this. Uh as a kid, we used to just eat uncooked hot dogs. Just weenies. And oh, yeah. we were eating uncooked hot dogs, watching a porno as this fucking big black dick just gets sucked by this white woman i'll never forget this because it was fantasy cruise and uh it was a husband and a wife in in theory and the porno and then the husband is telling his wife to suck this guy's dick and i was like this is weird and then she starts sucking this fucking big old monster dick and uh how old were you i was like eight or nine dude, dude 10 just traumatizing I loved it. My cousin was like crying and she wanted to leave. I was like, just watch it. This is awesome. I was getting all excited and breathing heavy. And she's like, I don't like this. I was like, I didn't know I was a kid, man. And I just remember even as a kid, like uh, thinking, I guess I just had a comedic brain my whole life. But this dude's getting his dick sucked by this guy's wife. And I'm eating a hot dog. And I was like, this is a poor choice of snack at this moment in time. You know, I just I genuinely thought that. And uh, and then but because and then so that was black dude, big black dick. And also in all porn is big dicks And every I had access to some porn uh, VHS 
through stealing my dad's shit. And this is another story, but this is when, uh, so every important, big, big dicks, big, big dicks. And, uh, I thought that I had a small dick. I do not have a small dick. I have a healthy, I have a, a good one, not a massive. Well, I have, how long is it? It's six. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I've been told it's, it's thick. A, it's thick. Girthy? Yeah. Yeah, Chris likes that. Yeah. Chris likes a girthy cock. I've been told I have That's an- the first thing he said to me. He's like, hi, I'm Chris. I like a girthy cock. I was like, that's an interesting th- opener. Chris, nice to meet you. Yeah. And then, uh, so this is later. This is after watching porn in my, uh, you know, in my youth and adolescence. And I'm like 15 and I have a girl I'm dating and we're, I'm about to lose my virginity. But all I've ever seen is monster horse cocks and porno. So I think that I have a tiny dick. And I'm like, oh, no, I need to I need to fix this. And I have uh, I used to subscribe to Adam and Eve, uh, like you mail in porno. They don't they don't they just say, check if you're 18. Check. You know, it's, it's so dumb. So they dumb. mail me porn in fucking 15. Anyways, in that catalog, they have uh, penis pumps and whatnot. But I didn't want to mail away for a penis pump. I needed it now. I'm about to get laid and lose my virginity. I think I have a small dick. And because of horse cock porno and their foot long cocks. Because a six inch dick is a healthy, nice, decent dick by any normal uh, female standards. But yeah, then, but there's some some women uh, like, are have bigger vaginas. Some yeah, women and they have want, smaller vaginas. Yeah. Every to each their own. That's to why each their you know, own. the the Lord maketh and the Lord taketh away. As it's they true. Say. But but a six inch cack. Compared to a foot long porn cock, you're like, I'm only half of that. You think, yeah, that's like Shaq versus Muggsy Bogues. Yeah, you're just, you're like, this isn't. Anyways, I got this old buddy, uh, Nick, and and we used to call him Debo because he used to knock motherfuckers out. And uh, he might be in prison right now. But, anyways, he knocked this kid, Kurt, out. And Kurt was an older kid. And, uh, you know, uh, we were degenerates, and Nick took his wallet and his money. And uh, his ID was 18, so I took his ID. And now I have this kid's ID, and I go to the porn store, a Pleasure Island on Hawthorne Boulevard in Torrance. And I'm shopping for a penis pump because I think my dick is small. And I purchased a penis pump, and they have fucking... It's expensive. I think the cheapest one was 30 or $40 in high school. It's so much money. And the most expensive one was like 180 electronic penis pump. And then I, I did not get the expensive one. I got the cheapest one. And I do it, and it's a handheld pump, and it has this plastic tube with these uh, rubber latex uh, pussy lips that suction your dick to kind of make it erotic. And it inflates your dick like a balloon and it just hurts it basically just sucks all the oxygen out of the tube and it's just like a big suction cup for your dick and it inflates it and it feels like it's going to explode and it's throbbing and it hurts so bad so i did this a couple times and it feels like it works but it doesn't it just kind of stretches your dick out that you could do naturally just by yanking on it too hard and then it and then it hurts so bad and then i finally have sex and uh I don't have a small dick. The girl, like, it hurt her, and I was like, oh, my, you know, she was a virgin, I was a virgin, and there was blood, and I, the, you know, the cherry popped, and I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a man, I don't have a baby dick, I could do this, you know, and, uh, and then, uh, so the penis pump was then obsolete, but it had those pussy lips on it, so I just fucked it a few times and threw it in the trash and was done with it. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, parents should be more vocal with their sons about how you it is impossible to make your dick bigger. Because I think every young boy goes through this phase where they're yanking it and pumping it and smacking it and like measuring it and doing all these things to make their dick bigger. And I'm just wondering if of all of all the men in the world, there has to be some small percentage, which is actually a, a, a large number of guys that have fucked their dicks up permanently from all of this absolutely this dick torture I that we put ourselves through. I guarantee there's some dick yankers that fuck their shit up. Dude, the, the dick yanking, I mean, ever, literally everyone in the world who's a man has looked at their dick and been like, I wish it was a little bigger. And at like 12 years old, yanked on it a little too hard and hurt themselves. And also, they need to explain what was, like I said before, I do not have a small dick. But when you look at horse cocks on the internet or porn, you're like, yeah, of course it looks small to that. Dads but- need to look at their sons and go, listen, son, for the rest of your life, you are going to feel like your dick is too small. But it's just not true. It's Unless just not it true. is. And then tough break, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the thing is about horse cocks, too, is nine out of ten women don't even like horse cocks. I would say eight out of ten. Maybe like five out of ten. But dude, some girls like it. I would not say five out of ten. I'd say seven to eight. Horsecocks, bro. That means like that's yeah. But no one's that. But I mean, anything bigger than six is is big. You know, like yeah, yeah. That's what they that, they, they wanted to be pretty big. That's okay. That yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, no. Nobody likes worst. a small dick. Everybody knows that. But I'm just saying, uh, I would say I'm not a woman, nor have I taken a poll. But in general, most normal women don't like giant fucking horse cocks. I That's can't speak to that. General statement. Well, I have no idea. You're fucking used to coked up skate park women, motherfucker. No, that's yeah, not true. Yeah, of course, those are the ones that want the horse cack. That's not true. Why do I keep saying cack? <laughs> I just, I just don't know. But it's, it's just like anything else. You know, women would prefer a certain type of man the same way we would prefer certain types of women. But we everyone makes concessions because we're, we're not all, you know, we're not all uh, super rich celebrities who get to just pick and choose whoever, whenever, wherever, and whatever. You know, it's like everyone is a, a whole person and you know you can look at yourself and be like i wish i could change these things about my body and you could look at someone else and go i wish i could change these things about that person's body but at the end of the day you guys laugh a little bit and you both like pastrami sandwiches so you know what if her pussy's a little too big and your dick's a little too small you guys are like that's fine we'll work with it you know it's all about the out- outer rubbing anyway you don't no one's really coming from the yeah. insertion you know so it's like that's what it, it's just it's all about the motion in the ocean, as they say. Sounds like you got a small dick. <laughs> <laughs> we got baby Dick Zane over here. and uh, Yep, that's it. Baby Dick Zane. That's his plug. Bye-bye. I'm just kidding. We're still here. How was that sip of coffee, asshole? I didn't sip any of it. You know, I saw what you did. You took the can out of the room, so I didn't put my lips on it. And you poured some coffee into a cup, and now you're blocking it with your body. 
as if to say there's no fucking way you're going to get a, a sip gone. of my coffee. That cup's empty. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to give Zane a sip of my coffee, and I left the room, poured it in a cup, and been hiding it from him ever since. Bring your own coffee. This is my podcast. <laughs> You think you know. What? Uh, what time are we at? How much? Oh. About 50 minutes. Five zero? All right. We're getting there. So, you know, I am half Mexican, although that has nothing to do with it. But I just feel like Mexicans have a lot of uh, poopy in the pants story because of too much beans and cheese. And, uh, you know, uh I don't know if my fans like this, but it's a, it's what I like. My mom shits her pants. My sisters have shit their pants. I've shit my pants just a couple of weeks ago at my uncle's funeral. Anyways. You shit your pants two weeks ago at your uncle's funeral? On the way. I already told it on the first podcast, though. But I sh- squirted my pants driving to my uncle's, driving to my mom's house to then carpool to my uncle's funeral. And I had a shower at my mom's house. But uh, that's neither here nor there. We're here about you, sir. And uh, do you have any funny little squirts in the tootie patootie area over there uh, I mean, yeah. on a date? You know, you're embarrassed. You smell like rancid dog shit. Anything I mean, to that nature? On a date smelling like rancid dog shit? Anything I'm the only of one? That what? What's you the deal? You ever been on a date smelling of rancid dog shit? You know, anything of that nature? <laughs> what kind of fucking question is that? Just give me a poop story. I, uh, the, I, I have pooped in my pants one time really like as crazy as you can possibly do it i was a a sophomore in high school i was hungover and between second and third period i was like i i really gotta go so i started walking this is the first time ever that i've really thought to take a shit in school so i hadn't really been paying attention to the bathrooms but i go around walking through the halls none of the stalls in any of the bathrooms had doors yeah men are animals in high school they're ripping the door our own bathroom who who what kind of animal rips the door off the stall in the bathroom that doesn't make any sense literally every stall in every hallway i'm walking around and at this point like it's taking five minutes i'm late to my third period class i'm like i gotta take a shit this is bad but there's no there's no doors i'm like i'm not gonna just take an open shit in high school i don't want to all all of a sudden i'm the open shit kid in high school i can't do that so i go to i'm like okay the library the library's got to have a door to their bathroom they do someone's in there taking a shit already because it's the only one available so what's my only move my only move in my head is to get in the car and drive home my my home is two and a half miles away and that was i was making a break for it i'm complete complete butt clenching shit needs to be taken hungover shit and so i make a, a break for my car and i get in the car and the hall monitors are like get back here you're ditching and i'm like fuck you and like i peel out of the the parking lot and i'm racing home racing and i'm looking to the side left and to the right like maybe i just just take a shit on the side of the road and then i'm thinking someone's gonna drive by and see me and as i'm having all these thoughts i'm going like 100 miles an hour down a one lane road in tucson arizona it i i just start shitting my pants and i'm driving my dad's ford ranger and i'm just like and it's got fabric seats and i it's just it is just everywhere all all of my pants and uh, and and 
it is all over the car and I, I am going, I'm a hundred miles an hour all the way home and I, I make it home shit everywhere. I peel into the driveway and my housekeeper's there and she doesn't speak a lick of English and she comes outside and she's like, she's like, uh, Zane, no está en la escuela, no está en la escuela. Por qué? Por qué no está en la escuela? And all I, and I'm trying to communicate to her. I don't, I don't know how to Caca, say, lady. I don't Caca. know how to say I pooped in my pants. So I'm like, I'll poopo. El, 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 el pupo in mis pantalones. Mierda in mis pantalones, puta. That means I shit my pants, bitch. So I'm, I'm, I, I end up, I end up, I'm standing in my driveway. This poor lady is looking at me like I'm insane. There's shit everywhere. And, and oh, God, God bless this woman. She, uh, she helps me get undressed and she washes my shit pants. Oh man, I hate She washes you now. my shit pants for me. You take care of that alone like a man. What are you doing putting this poor woman through that? You fucking jerk. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was 16. She helped me out. I'm just I kidding. That her. was so sweet of her. I loved her. Well, that But one. then my my dad's my dad I didn't tell my my parents. You know, it was a secret. She helped me keep it a secret. But my dad would get into his truck for like the next 2 weeks. My dad would get in his truck and be hunting for the smell. There was like a little bit of a shit stain on his on his driver's seat, but I didn't have the heart to tell him. So he's just getting in, just sniffing, <laughs> sniffing around. What the hell is that? Checking yeah. his feet every yeah. time. Uh huh. Oh, that's so funny. The old phantom steal... pooper over here, huh? I used to steal my dad's truck a lot. The ghost turd. And I used to fuck with him with his uh, all the time. But I used to steal my dad's truck, and I used to go race it around at night and and uh, like rally racing in the dirt. And one time I jumped it. I jumped my dad's truck with a bunch of my friends inside of it, and it bottomed out, and it totally fucked up the alignment. So he gets in his car the next day, and the alignment is yanking to the left hard as fuck. And he's just like, what happened to my <laughs> truck? This doesn't make any sense. And he's like ta- calling the dealer and getting it taken in, and like they can't figure it out. They can't fix it. And it's causing him a ton of fucking problems. And then, like, two weeks later, I stole the truck again. And I and I, I jumped it again and bottomed it out again. And it fixed the alignment. The wow. next day, he got in his truck like, what is happening? <laughs> He's like, this doesn't make any sense. He, for, for the li- I finally told him, I think, 10 years later. I think at some point, I yeah. was like, he was just like telling the story to his friends. Like, He's like, he's like, oh, you want to hear a ghost story? I got a ghost story for you. It's like this story he's been telling his friends. Like, yeah. I don't know how the fuck this happened for like a decade. I'm like, oh yeah, uh, uh, dad, that that was me. And that was me. Um, so moral of the story is keep stealing your dad's car. <laughs> yeah, he had a haunted Ford Ranger for like my entire life. Smelling like shit, driving weird. Yeah, that poor guy. Good poop story. The 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 kicker at the end is your poor dad just sniffing shit that wasn't there, and he's like, oh, "Jesus, I am getting old. Am I farting? I don't even know it. What's going on over here? Ah, oh, maybe it was the coffee that I didn't share with Zane. Sorry, Zane. Um, The silence is, I don't understand why you go silent. That's the part. That's the part that I love about the silences in this podcast is that like, we'll be talking and then all of a sudden it'll be like 
snap. Literally, just my so, brain just freezes. Silent. I stare at the wall and I go, I don't know where to go now. And then I just get quiet and then I get nervous and then I giggle and that's what happened every single time. I, I think went, you should <laughs> leave those in. I think you should leave those in and the not only uh, what was the first trope? What was the first trope that we talked about? The silence can be another trope of your podcast. Oh, yeah. Calling, yeah, calling everyone a pussy. Well, thanks for listening, you pussies. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think we're about, uh, about done here, about an hour. We'll edit some names out, maybe leave the long, awkward silences in because that's kind of who I am. Download my album. Oh, yeah. We got to plug Zane. Let this, me plug my album. This is truly one of my best friends. I love Zane Helberg, and he is a good dude. He's a sweetheart. He's sober. And, uh, and honestly, some of my favorite people on this planet are the people who've been done, fucking did it, and gone through it, and built skate parks, and uh, knocked out, and all that shit, but then come out the other end a better person, because they go, oh yeah, I was a degenerate asshole. It is my fault. I did those things. I'm kind of like that. I, I, uh, Zane is definitely like that. Like You just kind of uh, man up and take... Uh, responsibility for your fuck-ups and then uh try, try to get better as a human being and uh evolve and whatnot anyways zane is a good dude loyal dude stand-up dude stand-up stand-up funny motherfucker and he has an album out right now called zane helberg live from rehab and it is recorded live at a rehab center, and that is fucking dope, you know? Yeah, and it's gnarly, and it's dark, and there's a lot of riffs, and there's a lot of shit that, that I won't let my mom listen to because it's super sad, but funny and yeah. gnarly, and there's a bunch of crazy people uh, yelling and screaming in it, and it's a, a rowdy album, and it helps a lot of people, or the, the sets did, and uh, you know, it's not for everyone, but it's for anyone out there who's a degenerate and wants to uh, listen to some some stupid shit so if you're into drugs listen to it if you're trying to get sober listen to it if you're not into drugs listen to it if you're somebody's mom don't listen to it if you're somebody's mom show it to them so they know what their children are actually going through your bad mothers wherever you download music (laughs) no i'm kidding uh yeah download it wherever to all the moms out there dealing with uh degenerate uh crazy kids like us god bless your soul and and good luck. That's all I have to say. It's definitely not you, mamas. It's uh, we're just we're just crazy. It's nothing. Yeah, I don't know how I got on the mom rant, but uh, oh, we're saying don't yeah, moms, d- yeah, don't, moms listen don't listen to the album. Yeah, and uh, you know, if you got kids like us, it ain't you, mom. It ain't you, lady. There's nothing you can do. We're just fucking nuts, and we like to uh do bad things and uh good luck you know maybe (laughs) (laughs) good luck raising uh kids like us and maybe reduce the sugar in the house and uh (laughs) absolutely no moms are gonna listen to my podcast anyways uh but if you do know that teen moms might yeah yeah uh big teen mom following on the craig conant podcast (laughs) And, uh, you know, we're all going to die. None of it matters. Just uh, keep your head up and uh, stay positive. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you end. We're all going to die. Go buy a plant and uh, stare at it and smell the flowers. It's fucking making me happy. Stay away from money trees. They're real finicky plants, though. I can't get it healthy. 
God damn it, Terracotta Pot 299. Anyways, this is Craig Conant. You've been listening to my podcast, Community Service. Uh, that's my buddy Zane Helberg, my uh, buddy, Trader Joe's co-worker, producer, Chris Lundgren. I love you all. Have a good evening.